Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Port Podcast, episode 192. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today talk about video games. I think we're going to have a pretty light week this week. Um, we might see if we can do either a video game bit or actually have some some stuff I've been watching too that I could talk about a little bit. So we'll, we'll see how much time we have left at the end of the podcast and, and see what makes the most sense. Um, I did beat a game this week though. I did finally beat the Tozan RPG or Climbing RPG. Um, so I finished up all the, the mountaintops on there. Uh, the, the one exception is I have not gotten an S rank on the final mountain. Um, so I'm still, still need to go ahead and, and, you know, do another couple climbs to get that as rank. I originally was maybe just going to stick with, with just getting the credits to the game. Um, but getting an S rank in that game, I don't think will be that hard. And I, you know, there's not a ton of information about that game out there. So I think it might be worth, you know, going on my way to get the S rank to see if anything unlocks after you get the, uh, the full ranking, uh, across the board. Cause I've, I've S ranked every other mountain in that game. So I think I will, will sit down and, and, and finish that up. Um, and then the other thing I've been doing is I've been playing, uh, Gauntlet. Now this Gauntlet is not the original Gauntlet. I'm playing Gauntlet 2014, specifically the Slayer. Players edition. Uh, we've been playing it on, on on Steam. So this is the uh, Left 4 Dead group. Um, we we decided to to take a break from Left 4 Dead 2 for now. Um, I think there is some desire in that group to go back to it, but I think it's also a desire to take a break right now. <laughs> so so we'll see what happens there. But um, anyway, so we we did we did start playing Gauntlet, and uh, you know it's 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 pretty fun. You know I haven't played a Gauntlet in a long time, but it's more or less just kind of like a a top down action RPG in this case. Um, you know, kind of Diablo-ish, but more arcadey. So, you know, you're not getting loot or anything like that. You're just kind of picking up money and then you use that money to buy um, some some very minor upgrades. Um, I'm playing the archer. So, you know, run around and, and shoot arrows everywhere. Um, and so with the archer, the, the big thing I've been doing is um, the, the initial weapon you have is like an explosive uh, arrow shot you can do, as well as like you can also drop a bomb uh, by your feet. Um, so you can kind of like clear out packs of enemies, but what I've been, what I changed my weapon to, uh, now has like this, uh, mortar shot. So I can kind of like shoot this flame arrow above, uh, enemies have that. It's not really like an explosion, but it, but it kind of like does a little like cluster bomb of explosions after it. So, so I've been enjoying that. Although the, the, whenever you get a weapon, it's like attached with like both a close range and a, a ranged skill and, and that mortar shot is the range skill but the close range skill is like this weird flip over the enemy where you shoot a beam of fire down um it i have not found any use for that so i really have just been relying on the mortar shot one um, but there's only like four weapons per character in the game as far as i can tell so so there's not a ton of variety um other than just you know occasionally you could switch out a different piece of gear some some gear is the same between all the other characters so like one one um talisman i have uh, allows me to like shoot arrows faster and also run faster and things like that but um but yeah we're, we've been playing on hard <laughs> that group um you know after after talking about wanting to play left for dead uh two on on expert that group was like ah we should just play gauntlet on hard as well it's like uh sure i guess <laughs> so we're playing it on hard um and you know it, it is a challenging game in a lot of ways um so so on hard at least 
Um, but we we have been making good and steady progress towards the end of the game. Um, it's 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 kind of like spread out into different levels in this one. So you, like you have a map that you kind of go down. And there's like some split paths on the map where you can go do like optional objectives and and things like that. But you know, I, I think if you've ever played any kind of like top down action RPG kind of thing, it's kind of like that. Just not really any leveling system. Just some like basic gear upgrading and, and no like drop system or anything like that. So so probably Diablo Light would be a good way to kind of put it. Um, you know, I think in some ways you could say that's kind of what Gauntlet was in the first place. I, I would need to go back and play some original Gauntlet. It, it's been a while, but I, I think it is still fairly faithful to what Gauntlet is and also had some more modern sensibilities about it and how you played it. There are some like memes in the game uh, for sure. <laughs> So I don't know how I feel about that, but, uh, you know, you know, th th that stuff ages about as well as, as any joke from 2014 that was relevant for probably like two or three months ages. Right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, the one, one thing I found on the PC version, so I've been playing mostly with mouse and keyboard. I don't know something about shooting arrows in gauntlet, um, using the mouse seemed like the, the right thing to do. But one of the problems is, is that the mouse cursor on screen when you, when you're kind of like moving it around is, is dependent on where you're pointing on screen. Right. Uh, but the camera in that game moves around quite a bit. Um, and so there's a lot of times where you just be like shooting something and you like kind of go to look something, look at something else. And while you're looking at something else, the camera shifts and then, and then whatever you're shooting at, you're no longer hitting it anymore. You're just like firing right beside it. So, so that's kind of one problem I have with the mouse and keyboard controls and using the gamepad, um, seemed to resolve that. Although at some point when I was playing the gamepad just straight up stopped working. So I went back to mouse and keyboard. I don't know if that's like, so I was using one of these like USB ports on the top of my PC here. And, and sometimes I have a little bit of problem with them. So I don't know if that was a issue with the game itself or, or my PC just being like, I don't know what this USB port is. What are you trying to do? dude <laughs> so so yeah although i did have one time where i plugged the uh controller in the the entire game crash that was that was a, a fun interesting thing so seems seems fine but you know a little short maybe and not a lot of um of mainline content that seems like it, it would be you know it doesn't seem like a long-term game right it doesn't, it doesn't seem like something you're gonna spend a lot of time with um you know obviously you could level all the different characters and stuff but but the campaign itself is you know and essentially about one and a couple and a half nights let's say one and a half nights of playing um, we, we've gotten through the majority of the game. Um, and, and if you play with another character, you know, you're just going to go through the campaign again. There is like an endless mode. Uh, and then I think there's also like a daily challenge mission too, where you can like unlock different capes, which are just aesthetic stuff. All the appearance stuff, like the headpieces, body armor, um, capes, those are all just like aesthetic changes, but it's all very expensive with in-game currency. As far as I can tell, there's no, or at least no microtransactions within the game itself. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some DLC, um, but, but no microtransactions with the game itself as far, as far as I can tell. Um, but, but everything is very, very expensive. And that's, I think where kind of the grinding comes into play there. It's also character dependent. So if you, um, if you're like playing one character, you don't get gold to share between all your other characters. Although certain achievements do give you gold for every character. So yeah. Um, and then the other thing I played, and I and actually played this a few weeks ago, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, was uh, Magic Fantasy, which is a um, doujin game by, uh, I think it's like a Tokyo University uh, student or students. I don't know if it's one person or multiple. I can't find any credits for the game. Sometimes like when the doujin games will get like a readme file with it and it'll tell you like who made it, you know, where their contacts are or like their Twitter account or, you know, their website, things like that. Um, this one did not have anything like that, and uh, I tried to do some research about the game, and I couldn't find anything, <laughs> surprising, unsurprisingly, probably. Um, 
But this was put out by the X68000 Club, which I mentioned uh, a while ago with that one gag game I played. I forget the name of that gag game. Um, and and so it's, it's a short game, probably about five to ten minutes. But when I played it last time, it really left an impression on me. I kept thinking about it. So I decided to go ahead and do an article for it. Um, so I sat down and, and, and wrote something out for it. Honestly, it probably could have been a video, but I just didn't. I already have enough on my plate right now. So I, I was like, it, the, the intention right now on the website is to write Dojin articles. So worst case scenario, I can adapt this to a video later if I need to. But right now, I'm just going to go ahead and write it up. So I did that in a, in a few hours today. Funny that it took me like three to four hours to write the article when the game takes about five to ten minutes to play. Um, but I think there's something interesting about how that game is paced um, and, and kind of how it teaches the player about how to fight the boss. You know, it's not a particularly hard game, so it's not like, you know, you're grinding or challenge, it's not like this huge challenge or anything like that, but, but being able to see how the game tries to convey information and, and how it paces its enemies out and, and how the enemies attack you is, is pretty interesting. So, so I wrote something for it. I technically have categorized it on the website as a review. It's one of those things that I just don't really know. You know, so I think I used to spend a lot of time thinking a lot about like, what is a review? So that's why you end up with things like the never ending backlog on the YouTube channel is what the, the series is called. It was not a review. It's just talking about my backlog game that I basically played the entire thing about. <laughs> but but because I only want to talk about like specific things about a game, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a review. In the case of this game, I focus very heavily on that pacing. That That, that is what I am writing about. Um, um, but at the same time, there's just like I could sit there and get into like the nitty gritty of of like how the game feels to play or something but it just kind of doesn't really feel relevant especially with how short the game is it, it doesn't really matter it's not not really a part of of a problem with that game i feel like um and that and like some of that that, that like weird and funkiness just comes down to the fact it's a dojin game and like do i need to explain every single time what a dojin game is that's a hard thing the answer is probably yes but in terms of like making quality content for the website you know maybe not the best approach to it maybe I, I i don't know i just don't want to open up every single dojin article with hey dojin games they're a little rough huh sometimes they're a little rough and you know why they're a little rough because this 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 <laughs> um it's just not i don't know it's not it's not something i i want to just continue to to harp on I, i've been talking more about dojin games recently so i think i've been saying it more often like in the uh the the what's that game called um the, the flying in the night sky game or whatever it's called room in the night sky for the for the switch i talked about it there i talked about it in the el shaddai article thing like i think i talked about it in some other case too um and it's just like how many times do i have to sit here and say well those games are blah 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 blah, blah. probably not every time so i will probably for now until i make some other decision just leave it at that and be like okay you'd more or less, I'm not going to talk about what the problems is like the, the like the stuff that's like, oh, the, the controls are not great unless it's like really not great. Right. Like if it just feels a little unpolished, again, five minute video game, like I think it's fine. But if like if the controls are frustrating, like things like, you know, in, in El Shaddai where you're jumping on the, the bore and you're like have to land on this little sliver of a back. Um, I think that stuff is definitely valid to sit there and talk about every time, but, but just saying like, Hey, this game feels a little, it's not a triple A video game. I don't know. Anyways. So it's categorized technically under review on the website, whether it should be or not. I don't know, but, um, it's going to be there and I can make that decision to change it later if I need to. So not, not a huge deal. And, and that's pretty much all I've been playing, um, um, recently. So I, I, um, like I said, I'm going to get back to the Tozian RPG here in a second. And then, um, 
Uh, I did play a little bit more Final Fantasy 15 Comrades. I actually forgot about that. Um, let me talk about that later, actually. I want to put more time into that and see how that goes. So uh, I'll get back to you on Final Fantasy 15 Comrades because I feel like there's going to be more for me to talk about it in the next coming weeks or so. So in terms of news this week, there's not a lot, but I do want to actually give a correction. Um, it's been a while since we had a correction. Shining Nikki, I talked about it, I think, last week. And I was like, oh, new Shining Nikki game. Apparently, it's not new. So it's coming out in Japan soon. Uh, they just had the beta test in Japan, it seems like. Um, but in China and Korea, it is older, and I think, by a couple years. Um, and I think in Korea, the game's actually shut down uh, uh, a while ago. So, you know, <laughs> it's apparently not new. I just was not aware of it. So so just so you're aware, you know, it's coming to Japan soon, but it's not something that's actually new, and it does not have a U.S. release yet either. Uh, I think Love Nikki um, did pretty well in the U.S., so, and it sounds like Shiny Nikki did well in China. It just didn't do well in Korea, so I'm not sure why why that's the case, but I don't know if Love Nikki did well in, in, in Korea or not. So, so yeah, but, but just, just as a, as a quick correction, the other thing I want to follow up on real quick, actually, is that a couple weeks ago, we mentioned, um, there'd be a sort of online stream. And then I realized last week we didn't talk about it afterwards. Cause I was like, Oh, there might be a game announcement thing during there. Um, what, what that sort of online stream ended up having was just like downloadable content information for, um, Alicization, the chorus. Um, uh, I did not really look into it because I honestly was just like, eh, I, if it's DLC, I'll get to Alicization Chorus at some point, and then we'll worry about the DLC when I get there, right? I'm not I'm not super... Um, I'm already interested in that game, just I'm not super interested in jumping into it, and I don't think the DLC is going to change my opinion on that. So, um, I don't think... I didn't see anyone really report on it either, so... But uh, I, I don't know. Anyways, um, so that's that That was not a new video game, which I'm okay with, because I still have another sort of online game that I want to play. <laughs> Um, but anyways, to jump into real news this week, uh, the God of Protectors uh, Switch game, um, also known as like Protect Me Night, um, is apparently uh, has its translation complete. So if you don't know what God of Protectors is, it's kind of like a um, tower defense game where you try to protect this uh, this princess, and you have like a variety of classes and stuff like that. And there's a 3DS game that came out um, a handful of years ago, um, pretty flawed in a lot of ways, uh, to be honest with you. But but it was uh, it's a very charming game, and the ending is also very cute, if I recall correctly as well. I don't know if I really talked about it that much outside of maybe just talking about it on the podcast. Um, um, but, but yeah, so, but that game was a local multiplayer only thing and very heavily multiplayer focused. So the new Switch one is actually an, an online multiplayer game. I'm kind of surprised it took so long to get localized though, because apparently it's been out in Japan since 2019. Uh, this actually came up in a, in a conversation I had with, uh, with the Left 4 Dead group a few weeks back. And I was like, oh yeah, that thing, did that ever come out? And looked it up and it was like, yep, apparently in Japan. I was like, well, I guess maybe it's dead in the water, but sure enough, Apparently the translation is done, uh, but I don't think they have an announced release date or anything like that. Um, so, so don't know when that's happening, but God of Protectors, um, if you got local multiplayer going on, maybe worth playing, uh, but the new one is going to be online. So we'll see. I'll probably, I'll probably pick that up. It's actually kind of like a payload protection kind of thing. Kind of like a, like an Overwatch where I think you like put the princess on a cart and like roll her around <laughs> or something or on a rail and like have her go around on the train. Something like that. It, it's been a while since we talked about it, to be honest with you. So, so yeah. Um, and then not really news, but I thought it was pretty interesting, um, was that Xbox 360 GoldenEye um, um, leak. So if you don't know, a long time ago, we found out that there was a, a remake of the original Nintendo 64 
64 game GoldenEye um, that was going to be on Xbox Live Arcade. This is about the time that there was the actual remake of GoldenEye. I guess you call call the, the 361 remaster. And then there's the remake of GoldenEye that happened on the Wii. A game I love. That's that's a great game, the, uh, the Wii one. I don't really remember much about the Nintendo 64 or GoldenEye at this point to say if I like it or not. Um, um, but I think... I don't know. I, I just need to go back and play it at some point. I don't want to. I want to talk too much about it. I was I was a baby boy when I played that game last. <laughs> um, um, but the 360 uh, GoldenEye one was basically a, a one for one remake, just with some overhauled graphics and things like that. Or as far as I can tell, it's like one to one. Um, and and it was uh, found out about a long time ago. Had some footage leaked, but recently uh, the actual game itself leaked, and it sounds like it's a fairly complete, if not entirely complete, which is kind of neat. Um, so people have been playing that, and it looks really good. I like the intro a lot which basically has um it's, it's the same as like the 64 intro with everybody just kind of like the darkness kind of posing around and stuff all their names pop up by them um um but in the case of this uh game they basically half of the time they have the 64 model and then they pop it over to the new model so you can see like how different the changes are between the, the character models and uh, it looks pretty good you know it's one of those things that it's weird to see um a little bit but because the entire game was kind of overhauled i think aesthetically the high resolution textures and increased polygon models uh, works a lot. I think where that stuff doesn't really work out as well is like, and this is a problem I think with a lot of fan made retexturing of games is like when you don't alter the, the graph, like the, the actual like models themselves as much because then you get like these really high quality textures, but then like the models are very basic and simple. Um, uh, like I think about like Castlevania 64, like texture map, maps or pack stuff uh, i've seen a variety of games that, that have done it and i think it always just kind of comes off as like ooh, you know those textures sure are cleaner xenoblade chronicles on on uh, the wii also the people made some changes there and i do not love how that looks either but you know i am probably the rare person that likes how the original xenoblade chronicles looks um so so yeah or maybe not the rare person but but maybe at odds with most of the xenoblade fan base fan base this day uh, these days, given that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 blew up that series a ton, right? So, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever give this thing a shot. I mean, if you don't know why it didn't come out, basically it was licensing issues, um, which is probably part of the reason why they just did, like, a complete remake of the, the Wii one, because they had to involve less parties for that licensing stuff. Um, but, but yeah, it, lo it looks really cool and, and, and neat, and I'm glad it got out there. Uh, I hope it doesn't really get any, like, major attacks by any of the license holders. Hopefully they can, uh, you know keep it keep it in keep it around uh you know i'm sure even if people get it delisted it will it'll still float around uh somehow some way so we're 20 minutes in so i'm gonna go ahead and do a video gaming bit here if you don't know what a video gaming bit is if you're new here um basically the video game bit is uh i use the backloggery.com and i use the fortune cookie feature which means it basically pulls out a random game from my collection uh, I just select games that I've only been or um, at least put some time into or or have marked a null for some reason. And then I, I pull out a game and talk about it. And most of the time it's Viet Cong Purple Haze. Let's see if we get it. Viet Cong Purple Haze? No, Lost in Blue, um, which is a Nintendo DS game. So so now that I pulled this game, I'm going to chat about it a little bit. Um, I feel like I've talked about Lost in Blue fairly recently, though. I don't know if it was because it was a video game bit or if it was, I think we played it on stream or something like that. But uh, yeah, Lost in Blue, if you ever looked at like the box art for Lost in Blue, the, the art style of that box is great. The characters look really nice. I love the the, the, the character designs in it a lot. Uh, do not love the game so much. Uh, it's a survival game. You know, basically you're this boy and this girl and you get stranded on this island and you have to like feed them, keep them hydrated, uh, you know, go around complete tasks. I assume, you know, getting off the island at some point, you know, I never put a, a, t a ton of time into it. 
Um, but when I got it, it was like when it was new. So I was, it was probably like 14 or 15 years old when I played that, you know, 2004, 2005, whenever it came out. Um, and I just didn't love it. Um, I think it was, it was too complicated of a game for me at the time. And, and, and I just, I was really bad at like managing those kind of like stats and stuff like that. Like 2004, 2005, I was barely playing even JRPGs at the time. I was, I was mostly a playing Final Fantasy 11 and then B playing stuff like Resident Evil 4, um, you know, uh, mostly action games and things like that. So, so it was not really high on my list of things to do. Um, Anthony, if you're listening, Anthony, uh, loved how the game looked and really harassed me for, for many, many years about, <laughs> about finally, uh, beating Lost in Blue at some point. But yeah, some cool things that I think did though with the Nintendo DS, although honestly, a lot of early Nintendo DS did, did, DS games did something similar, um, is they do have that thing where like when you put the system to sleep by closing the DS screen, it kind of does some stuff. So like you have to sit there and like, um, if I recall correctly, it's like with the fireplace, you kind of sit there and like, um, do these little hand or do these little like uh touchscreen mini games to like try to get a fire going, you like blow into it. And then I, I believe you cover the fire for some reason for a little bit. And it like, you close the DS then you open it again. And then that would like cause the fire to, to start going maybe like with a burst of oxygen. It's been a long time. So if you're like, Ben, that's not what this has, this game has. That that's probably true. <laughs> um, um, I don't know how the Wii U handles that maybe by putting the game into like the Wii U menu, um uh that they handle it that way i don't know did the i think phantom hourglass came out on wii u and that has a uh touch the screens together kind of thing so maybe maybe that's what it did um um so so yeah but anyways lost in blue that is a video game i don't really have that much to say about lost in blue i'm realizing so um i think that's that's a little bit of a disappointing video game bit for me maybe but uh i did watch some stuff this week that i think might be worth chatting about if you if you're like into japan and game collecting and stuff and like just looking at video games um i i, I kind of got a little deep this weekend into uh one youtuber's channel called uh kid shoyuken um, which i've seen his videos around for a very long time but um i'm kind of picky with thumbnails might be why my thumbnails are so boring a lot of times on the channel. But um, but if somebody's thumbnails uh, look a certain way, I, I, I usually won't click on it. And and one thing that I usually don't click on are like mascot characters on a, on a thumbnail. And that's not, that's not to say there's anything bad about it. I think it's, to me, it's just like, I don't like the logic behind thumbnails very much. So it's like, there's nothing wrong with the thumbnails. It's just, I don't like, I don't, I don't know. I think about like how people try to sell videos through thumbnails and things like that. And, you know, it's something I got to think about from time to time as well. Um, and so like, I think part of me naturally is like pushes certain things out, things that like are like people with their faces and screen, like, ah, um, or something like that. Right. I don't really want that. Anyways, kid show you a kid channel. Definitely not that. I just I thought by the thumbnails, like that's what it might be. Um, but, but yeah, it's a really cool channel with this dude who's just like lives in Japan and he's like, we're going to walk around a game store and I'm going to talk about it. Although he, he records it ahead of time and talks over the footage. Um, and it's just like this really neat thing where he just kind of goes through game stores and pulls out a game and, and talks about it a little bit. If he knows anything about it, sometimes he just pulls it. I was like, I don't know what this is. What is this? Huh? Okay. <laughs> um, it's just like a really chill, chill thing to do. Um, and, and, uh, you know, me having gone to Japan a couple years ago or a year ago, year and a half ago, it's probably like a year plus a couple months. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but me going to Japan, uh, there's definitely a lot of stores when he's, when he's like Akihabara that I'm like, Oh, I've been there. And like, I recognize exactly where he's at. He's, he's in like one book off that has like a staircase that goes above a bunch of like 
games in a crate or like carts or something that I that I absolutely hated because you had to like bend down to try to get in there and see what what games are in there. And I was like, oh man, that I know exactly what bin that is, and I don't like that bin. <laughs> so so yeah, but I, I've been really enjoying that channel. So if you like, just like if you just want to put something on in the background and have a dude sitting there talking about Japanese arcade or Japanese video games, uh, you know, usually between like you know Famicom to 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 I see about like. PlayStation 2 seems to be where his most interest most of his interest is want Famicom to PlayStation 2. So pretty pretty wide range of interests. Um and it seems like maybe at like PS3 and and beyond he might have had a little bit of a drop off uh uh for, from there. Although he, he seems pretty heavily invested in the Switch. Anyways, cool channel. Check it out if that sounds interesting to you. The other thing I've been doing is been watching some anime as well. Um one of them is kind of gaming related and the other one is not. Actually, the other one is kind of game related too, although I've talked about it on the the the, the podcast before. Um, and it's, uh, Makatsu, uh, Warheit. Makatsu Warheit? It's, it's a little weird to pronounce. Um, I think, I think it might be German or something, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Anyways, but, um, I've been enjoying that. It's, it's, it's a kind of a, it's not, I'm usually like a slice of life anime kind of, kind of guy, but this is about like basically a, a kind of resistance group or something that, uh, that ends up accidentally getting like a delivery driver mixed up in like a arms smuggling thing. So the delivery driver ends up becoming a wanted criminal and he's just like this very, you know, timid guy who doesn't really know how to <laughs> deal with things. And that's like the perfect kind of character I want in that role is I want to, I want to, I want a lanky boy who has to fight or something, right? Someone who, who's not, who's not ready for combat kind of thing. I was very nervous around it. I like that kind of stuff. Uh, but I've been enjoying that. Um, it is getting kind of a little into like, uh, I guess like DNA experiment stuff in a way that I'm just like, eh, I'm not really super into that. I'm like on episode six or something like that. Um, um, but overall, I still do enjoy the politics between, between the two groups. There's like, you know, kind of a main character on the, the, the empire side and a main character on the, 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 uh, resistance side. Although the resistance side definitely has been like the, the focus early on where the guy with like the, uh, with the empire or whatever is, 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 has not really had as much of a role as I thought he would have in it. Um, but it, it's kind of fun. It's got like a mix of like World War One weaponry with like some futuristic weaponry. You have like rocket launchers and like rifles and, and, and guns and stuff like that. But then also people are like using swords and, and sometimes magic. So it's a, it's a nice mix of stuff. It's actually based off some mobile game. Uh, I don't know if that mobile game's in the U.S. at all. Uh, I do not really care about the mobile game. I, I've, I've been increasingly just like I'm just going to block out mobile games. <laughs> unfortunately i kind of hate it i mean i still look at them every week when i look at news um but but i I think i have kind of put them off the side and been like i'm not gonna play mobile games for a while at the very least um so so yeah i've been enjoying that and the other anime that i started watching was uh i think it's like bottom tier tomozaki kun or something like that and um this is more like slice of life-ish kind of thing uh and and man i was not a huge fan of the first episode zero recommended it to me and i was just like oh boy zero you know, if I read this, uh, like, anime descriptions, I am, like, if you don't know about me in anime, I have this weird, like, bias against anime scenarios. Like, video games, I don't care. I'll play whatever you give me. But anime, it's like, oh, no, so-and-so is in magic high school. My brain's just like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about magic high school. Jesus. <laughs> um, so I really need to not read anime descriptions, but um, I, I, went, I went and watched it. And in the first episode, I, did, I was not a fan of uh, everybody's kind of a jerk in the first episode. Um, but, but it's one of those shows where like, you know, the main character is this, like he's the top tier smash brothers player or whatever. 
So everything he sees in life is like through through a video game lens. So so whenever something approaches him, problem in life, it's like I just got to think about it like Smash Brothers, and uh, I don't really like that kind of stuff very much. It just feels really unrealistic to me. But maybe yeah, you know, maybe maybe it's real, and I just don't. Maybe I'm just not obsessive enough about Smash Brothers to to know how that feels. Maybe every Smash Brothers tournament player is just like I just got to think about Smash Brothers. That's how I get a girlfriend. I think about Smash Brothers. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, but anyways, yeah. Um, and and so the first episode is not great. Uh, the, the 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 episodes afterwards, it becomes really just like a, a self improvement anime, and there's a little bit of that gaming talk. Um, it just that's just kind of like comes off as really cheesy and overdone. Um, um, but I think overall, it's been it's been enjoyable. I th- I'd say it's like a solid average show of just like a guy trying to pull himself together, which is which is kind of nice. Um, um, I, am hoping it doesn't turn into like a harem kind of thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. It's still simulcasting. I think I've only seen up to episode three. Um, so yeah, but it's all right. It's about gaming. There's, there's very few anime that I think handle gaming well in that, in that way. I remember, um, what was it called? Uh, actually it was literally called gamers. Um, the anime gamers actually, I remember handling it pretty well. Um, I think the, the, it had a similar problem where like maybe the first episode was a little too much just about like, oh, let's approach my life in the gaming way. Um, but I remember the, the show itself, uh, did a really good job of just kind of keeping the gaming aspect as like a set piece, but not like every character is always obsessive with, uh, with, um, uh, gaming. Um, what's that? There's like, what, what something or, or something the other is, is like this one anime where it's like a, a taco dude and a, and a, a to- uh, a taco lady who who fall in love at like an, an office and um i think there's actually two two pairs of of them and um and that one started i only read the manga for it but but it started really rough early on but i think later on uh further in the manga series they got a lot better about kind of mediating that stuff and not just being like ah oh, i can cook five meals at once because i played five MMO characters at once. So that's a skill that I have, right? I'm not a huge fan of that kind of stuff. Anyways, I did, sorry. I don't mean to poke fun at anime. Um, I, I enjoy anime. Um, also, I watched some Pat Labor again still. Pat Labor's still good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm about like maybe like three-fourths the way through the TV series. Still love, still love that TV series. I know like when I was looking into Pat Labor originally, um, people were like, hey, the TV series is not great. It's not nearly as cool or serious as the other series. And I was like, I want... I want that like lighthearted uh, uh, mech show thing. So I've been enjoying that, but I'm in, I'm in kind of like a, a story arc right now where it's like uh, basically this one kid who's like riding around this, the, the black Pat labor or whatever, and, uh, and causing some trouble. So they, they are, they are fighting that very exciting, very descriptive, uh, uh, Great description I gave there for that anime, right? <laughs> uh, but I don't know. We'll, we'll probably talk about Pat Labor in the future whenever I get closer to finishing it at some point. Um, but I still enjoy that show. I, I think I've talked about it in the past already anyway. So, anyways, that's it for this week. Thanks for coming. OneControlPort.com is the website. Um, in terms of, of stuff that came out, last week I had the Valkyria Revolution review go up finally after like a year of trying to put that thing together. 
I'm happy it's done. So if you want to go check out my my hot opinion on that game, it's there. Hey, if you like my Valkyrie Revolution review, you should also go check out my Mighty Number no. Nine review. Also, you may have a very hot opinion on uh, if you're interested in my my hot takes. I kind of wish I had a Near Automata review as well, but I also don't want to do that. So we're not gonna ever do a Near Automata video probably. <laughs> in terms of what's coming up next week, um, I, I had mentioned that Magic Fantasy game that I talked about earlier. Um, that that I have a blog post or the article post for that going up on Tuesday. Um, I don't know when I'm planning on putting those article posts out or if there's going to be a set day or what or what consistency. Right now I'm just writing them and putting them out when I write them. So, so you know, we'll see. I, I might make it more of a, a scheduled thing that happens. Um, but, but for now, uh, it'll probably just kind of come whenever it makes sense. Um, and then, and then I also have a Xenoblade Chronicles X casual review going up on Wednesday. Um, so you can look forward to that. I also recorded the alleyway casual review, but that's a couple weeks out at this point. I might push it out a little bit further, uh, depending on how the timeline of things work. Um, maybe just give myself a little bit of break. If I, I've been putting out a lot of small content again, and I really want to focus on getting that Billy Hatcher video done, uh, sooner rather than later. In terms of stream stuff, Industrial Spy Operation Espionage is still what we're playing. Uh, the last couple streams, we've had to rely pretty heavily on a game guide. So, you know... I don't want to play that game that way, but I'm just having so much trouble progressing um, in a way that, that makes sense without it. So so we'll probably continue to follow that game guide, uh, but I'll give, it, I'll give it a legit shot. Every single time, I'll try to finish the level on my own first, and then if we get completely stuck, I will, I will get pull out that game guide. Um, although the last mission looks very, very long in a way that makes me wonder if maybe we should just go from use the guide from start to finish just to make sure, because uh, if you've been tuning into those streams, very clear that even using the game guide, I still mess up <laughs> sometimes, and that game is very sensitive to you to messing up. You just have to pull one wrong lever, and you just fail the entire mission, basically. So it's just like, oh, boy. Um, anyways, so, so yeah, and then what we'll be streaming after that, um, I'm starting to figure that out still, you know, I do want to do Quest 64, um, I mentioned Kaito Joker before, um, that being a, a something that I wanted to do, but because I'm getting that 3DS capture card, I'm gonna wait on that, um, so I'm looking at maybe something a bit shorter, maybe somewhere between six to eight hours, maybe, so we can kind of finish it up in a month, and then, uh, and then if, if, we, if for some reason we can't play Kaito Joker after that, I think we'll, we'll pick up Quest 64 after that, um, um, so, so getting there and then, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, that's it. Thanks for coming. OneControlPort.com is the website and I hope you have a great week. Bye.